This is Financially Tuned with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Bill Altman to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Good morning and welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Bill Altman, and my co-host, Tony Shore, here from lovely Omaha, Nebraska, the Premier Advisory Group. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, We have a great show planned this morning, a little somber, um, but uh, we, we have a great show. Tony, how's it going? Well, I've been great. You know, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks, Bill, because uh, the kids are now in all these after-school activities, and my one daughter is involved in so many things. Uh, she's in debate, she's in pep band, she's in concert band, she's in 4-H, and you know she's in uh, some. She's starting to get uh, ready to go into some sports as well. So uh, I don't know how we're going to manage that, my wife and I, because we both work full time. But uh, you know. Besides logistics, everything's great, though. I'm glad my kids are staying active. I'd rather have it that way. How about you? You, You're right, too. I agree a thousand percent. You got to have them staying active and moving and going and shaking and the whole nine yards. I I think I I think it's key. Same thing with my kids. You know, they we keep them active and uh, they're you know active with their friends and, you know, and then they're they're active in church and they're uh, obviously in school and all kinds of different things. So, yeah, it's a good time. You know, it's a good time of year. It's it's cool cooling down we've had geez a beautiful beautiful week haven't um, we it's and, just been be- it's the weather's been great unbelievable absolutely yeah. and it it looks like we were supposed to get a little uh maybe a little cool down for next week which is surely to be expected this time of year um but you know what i'll i'll take it and we live in omaha and we know that if we don't like the weather we wait a day and it will change that's right exactly well and i know you've been busy at work too now at the beginning of the show though bill you mentioned that uh, we had a kind of a somber, you use the word somber topic. Uh, what do you mean? So we have, uh, you know, from time to time on this show, you're going to hear us do a tribute. And uh, uh, sometimes it's two important people or mentors um, that have passed on. Um, This time uh, it is a client of ours, a special client that has passed on and left this world way too early at the age of 64 years old. And so I just really want to, at this time, I think it's really important. Let's let's celebrate his life over the radio. I'm going to read a couple things that uh, family members and his wife have put together. Again, great people. He was the, he would light up the room. He was full of energy. He would befriend about every uh, person that came in his way. So, and, and as I read through all these different Facebook comments, I was like, you know what? That's really, really cool someone like that and the memories that they have of people and knowing that isn't that the memory that we want people to take away from us as well yeah yeah it is and I know that uh it's not just a client for you it's a friend and so I'm sorry for your loss and of course uh, his family uh that's hard and that nowadays 64 63 64 that's young young yeah way too young and um 
But, you know, I look back and, you know, we've done, we do all this planning here at the Premier Advisory Group and make sure that people are set up for these type of situations. And if something comes up that we're able to handle it. And, you know, like I told his wife, you know, you worry about Joel and then we'll take care of the rest. And, and whenever all the dust settles and, and, and you've, you know, gotten through the service and everything, then we can talk about all the other jazz. But the most important thing right now is making sure that, um, that Joel is celebrated, right? And as family right. comes together to do so, and that, that that's what they are focusing on and nothing else. And that's my, my opinion, but I think that's something that's really important, but that's what they're doing too. You know, and I look back at the finance side and, and this really ties into what we do here because he was very prepared. He really, really was. And you can absolutely tell 100% that the, he was making sure that no matter what, if anything ever happened to him, that his wife and his daughter would be taken care of, period. And that is absolutely what he has done. And it's just, and I remind everybody, uh, procrastination, we as putting off till, until tomorrow what should have been done today or yesterday, right? We're all guilty of procrastination. And so we want to really make sure that we have things buttoned up and tightened up because sometimes the unexpected happens way, way too early and kind of right. catches people off guard. And the last thing you need is to not have your affairs in order where you stress out about all the stuff that you shouldn't really be stressing about, you know? Right. And you don't want to be morbid or, or think about uh, things or put it too negatively. But the bottom line is, uh, I'm guilty of putting off till tomorrow. Oh, I can do that tomorrow. I can do that tomorrow. Well, eventually at at some point in everyone's life, tomorrow isn't going to come and no one knows when that's going to happen. But uh, if you keep putting off till tomorrow, eventually that's going to uh, bite you because yes. that's going to come back on you in a very negative way. And it's really not going to, you know, it's not, it's going to affect your loved ones, the people you care about the most. That's who really gets hurt in that situation. So you want to get those things taken care of. And it just reiterates how important legacy planning and estate planning is. And I know you work hard to make sure your clients are prepared. And it's great that he made the right decisions and worked with you and was prepared. And uh, so that's fantastic. And he, uh, he was a, a great person, right? I mean, talk to us a little bit about Joel. Absolutely. He was a, a wonderful person. And, um, I don't want to say a better person than I thought because I always knew he was a good person. But after you read through all these comments and and what his wife wrote and really what he did throughout his life, you know, we we have a we have a little snippet of it. Right. We try to learn as much about people as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, his wife, Mary, knows so much more than we'll ever know. And so and, and the people that knew him uh, and whether it's friends and family, people that he worked with, you know, his nieces and nephews, these are people that have come forward and wrote in things that are just touching, you know, and so I think it's important that we share that. And, and this morning we're going to, we're going to celebrate Joel. Um, so I'm going to read a little uh, part of what his wife, Mary put together. Um, Joel Timothy, sir, son of Marvin and Virginia, sir of Fremont, Nebraska. Joel was born on December 27th, 1953 in Webster, Iowa. Folks, he just passed away this last this September here. So September 5th, 2018. And Tony, September 5th, 2018 is uh, was also their 36th wedding anniversary, um, which is wow. Right. Um, and his and I remember sitting down with Mary the other day and Mary telling me that, you know, Joel looked up at her and said, you know, it was on that. I believe it was the morning of that September 5th and said, do you, you know, did you 
expect that we would be here 36 years ago today, you know, and just a wonderful marriage and ups and downs and all those good things. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a it's somber moment thinking, I mean, he passed away on their anniversary, 36 amazing years. Uh, Joel graduated from Fort Dodge High School in 1972. Uh, he received wow. the Henry W. Schultz Award at graduation for athletic and scholastic achievement, as well as exemplary conduct. Joel went on to attend Midland University in Fremont. That is where he played basketball and graduated in 1976. Following graduation, Joel enlisted in the U.S. Army. He spent a lifetime supporting the United States of America in public service as a U.S. Army lieutenant and a U.S. government civilian employee for 30 years at Fort Lewis, Washington and Rock Island Arsenal, Rock Island, Illinois. This wow. is a man who has supported our country and who has been there for everybody and had so tremendous super pride in what he was doing. On September 5th, 1982, Joel married Mary Frances Weatherby in Indianola, Indianola, Iowa. They lived in Des Moines, Iowa for a short time. They moved to Bettendorf, Iowa, and then transferred to Germany for three years, where Joel served at a, as a logistics assistance representative, civilian employee supporting the U.S. Army. Joel and Mary made the most of their stay in Europe, traveling extensively with family as well as military and civilians who have remained lifetime friends. After returning from Europe in 1988, they made Bettendorf their home for 21 years. Joel was an avid supporter of the Bettendorf Bulldogs, and although he had no children at the time of his own playing sports, he received the most loyal fan award in 2007 and was honored at the homecoming that year. Joel's highlight of his life was when his daughter Jennifer Marie Sir was born June 30th, 1990, currently living in Omaha, became a part of his family. Upon retirement from government service, Joel and Mary moved to Omaha, where they had both, they had numerous family members living. Uh, They are members of St. Michael Lutheran Church in Omaha. Upon arrival in Omaha, Joel reconnected with many of his Midland University friends and attended almost all their sporting events while expanding his extensive circle of friends. One of his favorite things to do was to spend time working with his cousin, Wayne Francis, on his grandparents' farm in Fremont, Nebraska, and attending family gatherings. Oh. Joel had a love for all sports. He was an avid Iowa Hawkeyes and Chicago Cubs fan and spent many hours on the golf course. He loved country music, Gaither Vocal Band, and David Phelps. He had a special gift of connecting with those around him wherever he went and made a unique individual bond with each. His quick wit, sense of humor, and outgoing personality drew others to him. He played Santa during the holidays for family and friends and connected with children in a special way. These are the stories, ladies and gentlemen, that, that we remember forever. Mm. And, and at, you know, we, we knew Joel. We knew he's a great person. And hearing all the backstories is something very in, in, incredible. Uh, when I, I wrote down a, a few of these Facebook uh, little little uh, quotes here from Facebook from his friends, one Daryl Blackburn said that before he and Mary moved to Omaha, 
So they are actually co-workers. I'm going to all back this up a little bit. So they are co-workers and, uh, and really close friends. Um, Joel moved to Omaha into the, or he moved uh, to where this Daryl was living. And before moving to Omaha, all of a sudden, uh, Daryl saw him pushing his huge self-propelled snowblower down the streets. Um, and, and, th- and this is in the spring of 2009. And he asked if I wanted it, Daryl said. And I had a small belt-driven one at the time and told me it was free. When I asked why, he bluntly said he wasn't about to take a Cornhusker red snowblower to Omaha. <laughs> he would have to get a Hawkeye color. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought that was great as well. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Amber Francis wrote, I had the privilege of meeting Uncle Joe on Tim in my first date. Tim's in my first date. He's kind of a big deal. He was such a good example of what it means to give your time away and to be a great friend. He was always there, one that you could always count on, help with projects, moved us into our new home. He was so selfless. Carly wrote, my heart is broken. Jolie, you are a part of so many of my happy memories. Oh, Sharon. Lots of of great memories. Sharon wrote, last night we lost one of the best people I know. And we have Jeffrey. Jeffrey wrote, it's not too often you cross paths with a person who has such a pure, gentle, funny, smart, witty, captures the room understanding caring and made me laugh as big joel sir he was the closest thing to the real santa i have ever met and he was as giving and caring he's off to the great idea department in the sky to care for all those whom we worry about so don't worry folks Hmm. and last from stephanie We lost a really great man this week, Uncle Joel Sir, truly a man with a heart as big as he was tall. Joel was a big man. I am immensely grateful for the years, too few, that I knew you. Mm. I will miss your good-natured joking about the Iowa Hawkeyes, who I vehemently hate. (laughs) (laughs) And all of you, Nebraska, and we have Nebraska and Iowa fans that listen to us every single week, and and uh, we know there's always that rivalry, right? Yeah, there's and, a big rivalry. There, but it's yeah. a it's a loving rivalry. My oh, yeah. dad grew up in Erling, Iowa, about 65 miles uh, uh, northeast of Omaha on a farm, and uh, a lot of his siblings, uh, or some of the siblings, were Iowa. Some of the siblings were Husker fans. A lot of them moved to Omaha, so you know we're used to that rivalry. It's a loving rivalry, obviously, right? Um, but I think those, and and I and I appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen uh, today to our tribute to Joel. Again, uh, truly a great man, uh, truly a man who cared for others. He was very selfless. Um, again, he attended sporting events uh, for kids and never had at that time kids of his own that were playing sports. And and that just tells you a lot about a person um, right there alone. Um, and he served our country. Um, and more importantly, served his family and his wife. And he knew that should his day come, that they would be taken care of. And, and indeed, they are. Excellent. Well, uh, it sounds like he was quite the quite the person. I mean, I, I didn't know him. Uh, but after hearing all those people talk about him, I wish I had. He's one of those guys. You know, it sounds like he was really salt of the earth, as they say. So 
what a great tribute, and I can understand why you would want to uh, honor him on today's show. Um, and I'm sorry for his family's loss, friends' loss. And it sounds like it's a big loss, but uh, uh, it's good that uh, in this time people are celebrating uh, his life. Uh, now let's uh, turn our focus to uh, the economy. Uh, maybe hope hope that's a little bit better news. Uh, what's going on with the markets and the economy right now? You know, markets have looked pretty good this week, without a doubt. We're crossing back over our twenty six thousand. You know, we saw. You know, we've seen vol- a lot a lot of volatility as well. So we've seen opens low and and closes high um, this week, and so it's all over the place, without a doubt. We're you know seeing impact of, of, of Hurricane Florence and and everything that's associated there with insurance companies and and people you know kind of deciding whether or not that they want to sell out or, or be in there and what are the insurance companies actually going to be, you know, what are they going to be hit with? What are the losses really going to be? It's a big deal with this hurricane right now. They say it's the biggest hurricane that's uh, hit the East Coast ever in history. And and uh, I think at times I was seeing that it uh, spans 500 miles wide. We pray for all of those on the East Coast there that are in Hurricane Florence's path and and that, um, that if you uh, were to evacuate that you absolutely did. Um, but you know, also we, we look at, you know, impacts of not only the people there, but what's going to, how's it going to impact the, the community? How is it going to impact the finances, insurance companies and everything? So we've definitely seen more volatility on the insurance side, on the property and casualty insurance insurers uh, this week. And, you know, just like we did when, when we see other hurricanes, whether it's over, whether it's Puerto Rico or uh, whether it was down in Texas and Houston area or, or New Orleans, you know, just a lot of devastation. So again, insurance companies liable for a lot of a lot of damage there and so again more importantly is people's safety Um, but then again we we certainly see the financial impact as well um you know the more talk about interest rates and you know if they're going to increase interest rates more this year expecting to potentially increase interest rates a little bit another couple quarter point hikes maybe potentially um and i remember everybody when they are increasing interest rates they're letting air out of the balloon right they're letting air out so they're they're at that point trying to bring the economy, the growth of it, the pace of it down a little bit so inflation doesn't really kick in. And they are also trying to normalize interest rates, right? And a lot of people talk about a normal 10-year treasury of, of right about 4%. Um, and people kind of have different ideas of where that should be. But they're also very cautious right now, Tony, on increasing that interest rate too much um, where it's going to have a negative impact on the stock market. Because again, when they increase those interest rates, uh, it's good for savers, bad for borrowers. And, and, and for the most part, it's a correlation where when interest rates go up, we see the stock market come backwards just a little bit. Um, that being said, we are in the longest bull run in history, right, Tony? I mean, we are in the longest U.S. bull market in United States history. And people have to really be careful about where they are in their portfolios, how much risk that they're taking on. I'm not, and I'll never tell you, to completely pull out of the market. We're not day traders here. We don't pretend to have the crystal ball. Um, We look at technical and fundamental analysis. We really understand what we're doing, and we have incredible CFAs that are managing portfolios that have been doing this collectively for I don't know, like 126 years or their collective experience of just four CFAs. 
they understand very well what they're doing. They also understand that you should not be irrational and and panic is not usually a good thing. People make poor decisions under stress and under panic. And so we want to make sure that we're just in the right type of portfolio for the time, right? And so when we look at that, you know, right now we see value. Um, we see value being a, a leader in this second and uh, this last section of the year here that we have. Um, value stocks, blue chip. We like growth and income. We like the dividends. We talk about that a lot on the show. These companies are resilient uh, um, versus some other companies, right? So Johnson and Johnson, for instance, you know, it's a, a big blue chip company. has been paying dividends for a lot of years and growing their dividends year after year, even in down markets. Those are the kind of companies that we look for to be resilient. And, and that would be on the equity side, on the stock market side, right? Again, being pretty careful about that bond market side, we can go to a little bit of it, but very short term because we don't want interest rates to rise and then the bond values come down. That's a negative impact on your portfolio. So if we have one side of it with our red money or that managed equity money of blue chips and dividends and all those kind of good things, value, and then we have the other side of the portfolio of your safe money. So maybe it's a fixed indexed annuity. Maybe it's a money market CD, um, although those on the latter don't pay great interest. People are right. looking towards the fixed indexed products too um, for a safety side, right? They're looking at that as their green money. They're looking right. to make sure that if they have any downside, if there's any downside market um, push, right, that we want to make sure that we don't feel it in a portion of our portfolio. Not all of it. And again, one size never fits all. But if right. we have red money uh, with our equities and in the stock market, dividends and all those kind of good things, and we have green money being completely safe without any risk, right? Not variable annuities, but your fixed indexed annuities. Right. If we have that on that side with very low fees and no risk and upside potential in the market and guarantees, it's a win-win for many people, Tony. Right. And that's the balance uh, you're talking about when it comes to asset allocation and and income planning. But now uh, we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by, Bill. Um, is there anything you want to add before we have to go today? Absolutely. The first part of the show, we talked about we talked about Joel in the tribute, and I reminded everybody and let everybody know that um, as for being set up and, and making sure his, his, everybody was taken care of as for his wife and daughter, absolutely, very good job. Um, if, if you think that you need to dot a couple more I's and cross those T's, let us help you out. Uh, we work with Cynthia and Irv Epstein on the legal side. They're phenomenal people and done an excellent job on estate planning. Give sure. us a call. Um, also on the managed side, going from if you're interested in that value portfolio called our gradient 50, that dividend portfolio, or on the fixed index side or want an analysis of your own portfolio, let us give it, let us help you complimentary. Give us a call 402-557-6730. Again, 402-557-6730. All right. Thank you so much, Bill. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our amazing host, Bill Altman of the Premier Advisors. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. No Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.